Shalom to all. Today's office Ksubas Af Yudchas. We are starting at the top line, the last word on the line. And today's office sponsor Lilu Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sara Basar Yaakov Meisha, Hernish Shama Shadav and Aliyah, and Lilu Nishmas, Mars Rivka Basar Meir Zev, Hernish Shama Shadav and Aliyah. Now we're gonna have somewhat of a review, so pay attention. Rabbi Yeshua and the Mishnah had taught us a case where someone is believed because we say Hapasha Aser Hu Hapasha Hitter by his own admittance he ushered himself from something or he incriminated himself with something, so therefore we allow him to matter himself as well. Now the lashon of the Mishnah was that Rabbi Yeshua is Maida, meaning even though he argues with Rambamliel in the previous pair. And there he holds that a woman is not believed with a migu because it's a sharshachal fenecha. There's a question mark in the husband's head even before she says her taina. Over here, a migu taina is believed because it's not sharshachal fenecha. There's no question mark in our minds regarding anything without his statement. The only information we have is from this fellow himself, such as when he says, This field was your father's. And therefore, we also believe him to say, I bought it from him because he has a migu. He didn't have to say anything. Now, yesterday we had asked, Why did Rabbi Yeshua need to teach a case with this fellow's father? Why not just teach a case where Reuven addressed Shimon directly? This used to be your field, but I bought it from you. And we answer that the second part of Rabbi Shua's statement, quote, that if there's Adim that it used to be his, then he isn't believed, end quote, that wouldn't be a Chiddush, and therefore we need to mention the father. But the market is asking, Velisni, why don't we teach in our Mishnah, Mother Rabbi Shua, the Rabbi Shua agrees, but I'm the when a person tells his friend, I borrowed a money from you, but I paid it back to you. Show Naman that he's believed in that case. And even though it's slightly different than the case that our Mishnah mentions, because our Mishnah is talking about land, and over here we're talking about metaltolin, at least it's Ruven addressing Shimon directly and not talking about what happened with Shimon's father. So my answer is the reason why we couldn't say that case is because Mishum the Messi Seifa, we have to say the Seifa in the Mishnah, the Seifa of Rabbi Shua's statement, if there's Adam that he borrowed from him, and he said, I paid you back, and he's not believed, and we would not be able to say that in the Mishnah because that's not true. Because of Akaimelon, we know, even if someone lent money to his friend and there was Adam there witnessing it, he doesn't have to pay him back with Adam. So even if there's Adam saying, yes, we know that Ruvain borrowed money from Shimon, Ruvain is still believed to say, but Shimon, I paid you back, and there doesn't have to be Adam to witness that. So therefore, that can't be the case in our Mishnah. The Gemara continues, Velisni, why don't we have the following case in the Mishnah? Mother of Yeshua, Yeshua agrees, when a person tells his friend, Reuven tells Shimon, your father has a money in my hand, meaning I owe your father money, but I paid him back half of it, that he's believed. Why don't we say that case in the Mishnah? And the Chiddush in this case, over the one in the Mishnah, is that here, even though he's being Mikdash, he's admitting to have the loan, and usually Mikdash needs to swear, over here he does not need to, because it's not a case of Sharshachal Fenecha. Once again, without Reuven admitting he borrowed the money, we wouldn't have known anything. So our answer is we can't say that case in the Mishnah because Alibi Daman, who would it be according to? We're about to teach that there's Machlekas Tanaim regarding this specific case, and Rabbi Shua's Shita wouldn't be like either of them. So it can't be that that's the case in our Mishnah. Let's speak this out. Who would it be like? Alibi Darabanan, if it would be like Darabanan, Ha'ami, but they say Meshaveda Hava. The person's a Meshaveda. It's like he's returning a lost object, and he's not Chayvashvu, and it's not a Chiddush. And Alibi Darabalazar Niakav, if you want to say it's like Rabbi Niakav, Ha'amar Shvu Abai, he says the person would need to make a Shvu in this case. The time you have a there are some times that a person is going to have to make a shvua based off of his own taina. He's the one that said this taina. He still has to make a shvua. Ketzad, what's the case? The fellow says, I owe your father money, but I already paid him back 50. He has to make a shvua. That's a fellow who has to make a shvua based off of his own taina. Reuven wakes up one morning. He says, Hey, Shimon, I owed your father money, but I paid him back 50% of it. He has to make a shvua over there. He's like a Veda. It's like he's returning a lost object and he's putter from a shvua. But the bottom line is, we can't mention this case in the Mishnah because Rabbi Shua's Shita wouldn't be going like either Rabbi Lezer Yaakov or like the Rabbanon. But now we just focus on this case that we just brought up. Rabbi Lezer Yaakov, let's say Mesha Veda putter, Rabbi Lezer Yaakov wouldn't hold that this case is a case of Mesha Veda and he'd be putter from a shvua. What's this question over here on Rabbi Lezer Yaakov? So Mesha Veda, as we said, is when someone returns a lost object. Obviously, he's doing so on his own accord and he does not have to make any sort of shvua when he returns it. So in this case as well, admitting on your own that you borrowed money is just like being Mesha Veda. So how could we 
say that Rebbe Lezer and Yaakov would require Shvu in this case? So Amrafi answers, no, but Tainai Katan, we're talking about where there was a Katan, meaning Shimon, who was a Katan, he was tining from Ruvain, you owe my father a mana. So it's not that Ruvain on his own said, by the way, Shimon, I owe your father a mana, but I paid him back 50%. It's Shimon tining from Ruvain. As the Gemara, how could that be? If Amar Ma, we already have a memra, Enish Barnal Tainas Kharshait of a Katan, that if a Katan makes a Taina, a person doesn't have to make a Shvua based off of that Taina. So the Gemara says, no, my Katan, what does it mean, Katan? Gadol, it means Shimon was a Gadol and he was making his Taina from Ruvain. So about my Karle Katan, why are we calling him a Katan? That's because Lagabe Mila de Aviv, and regards to his father's affairs, who his father lent money to and how much money he got back, Katan, who he's considered a Katan, because he doesn't really know what his father's affairs are. The Gemara asks, if that's really so, Tainus Atzmai, Tainus Acherim he. Why do Rebbe say that there's sometimes a person is going to swear on Tainus Atzmai on his own Taina? This is not his own Taina, this is someone else's Taina. Shimon is Tining from Ruvain. It's not that Ruvain's bringing up this Taina on his own. So the Gemara says, you're right, Tainus Acherim Voidas Atzmai. What it really means is that someone else is making the Taina, and he's admitting on his own, you're right, but I only owe 50%. The Gemara asks, why is that a Chiddush? Kul tainos tainos Every Taina that's brought to Bezdin is one person making a Taina and the other person admitting. So we still don't have a clarity on what they're arguing about. The Gemara says, you're right, Elohacha, but the Rabbah Kamiflegi, they're arguing with what Rabbah's talking about. We go back to that original answer that a Katan was making this Taina from Ruvain, meaning Shimon was a Katan, he's Taining from Ruvain, you owe my father a hundred. But the Machlekas, Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov, and the Rabban is in Shittas Rabbah. The Amar Rabbah, Rabbah tells us, Why is the Torah says that if a person is Maida Miktas, he admits to part of a Taina that he has to make a Shavua. And this is a very important Svar, this comes up all over Shaz. This is something that's very excitistic, very important to know. The reason why a person has to make a Shavua when he's Maida Miktas, when he admits to half of a Taina, is because Chazaka in Adam Meiz Panav Bnei Bachayvay. We have a Chazaka. We know that a person is not going to be brazen. He's not going to be a complete Machotzef to completely deny the entire loan that this person lent him. Shimon comes up to Reuven and says, I lent you money. Reuven is not going to be so brazen to say, You didn't lend me any money. So, really, in a standard case, where Ruvain wants to deny a loan, really, he should have denied the entire loan. And the reason why Ruvain is not denying the entire loan is that's because a person is not going to be so brazen to deny the entire loan. Now, if that's the case, Rabbi continues explaining, that means he should really admit to the entire loan. If he's not going to deny the entire loan, so he should at least admit the entire loan. So he explains that the reason why the person is not admitting to the entire loan is he just wants to push off the lender of a sovereign. He figures, until I get a hold of some money, and then I'll pay him. That's the reason why he's admitting to half the loan and denying half the loan. So therefore, Rahman Amr, the Torah says, let's place a shvua on him so that he admits the entire thing. So that's the side of why in a regular case of Maidu Mixes Atayna, the person has to swear. So here's the Machlekes. It doesn't make a difference if we're dealing with him, the original lender, or the original lender's son. The borrower is not going to be Meiz and deny the entire loan. Therefore, Lav when he admits to 50% of the loan, he's not Meshaveda. It's not like he's doing the guy a favor by admitting to half of the loan. Anyway, he's not going to be Meiz. Anyway, he's not going to deny the entire loan. So when he admits to half the loan, even though it's to the son, he's just like a regular case of Meidemixas and he would have to make a Shavuot, according to Rebbe Yaakov. But Rabbanon Saver, their button hold, when Ruvain's dealing with the person that lent him the money, he's not going to be so brazen to deny the entire loan. But when he's dealing with that person's son, Meiz, then he would be brazen and deny the entire loan. And with the Lai Hayes, in this specific case, since he didn't deny the entire loan, he admitted to 50% of it, Mesha Aveda Hava. He's just like a regular Mesha Aveda. It's like he's offering the information on his own accord. It's like Ruvain's waking up in the morning and saying, by the way, I owe your father 50. Even though in actuality, Shimon was the one that told Ruvain, hey, you owe my father money. Since Ruvain doesn't mind denying the entire loan, and over here he's saying, I owe your father 50. I don't owe him 100, but I owe him 50. So that's like a case of Mesha Aveda, and therefore, he doesn't have to make a Shvua. I'll get you discussing Hapesha Asr, Hua Pesha Etir. We have the same case. Shimon claims that Reuven owes him money, 
and he has a star. He brings a star to Bezin saying, see, the star says that Reuven owes me money. And Reuven says, I don't owe you money, so what do we have to do? We have to make sure that this star is a valid star, and then Shimon can collect his money. So the Mishnah tells us, so Edom Sha'amru, Edom came and said, this is our handwriting. We did sign on the star. We were forced to sign on the star. We never actually witnessed this loan taking place. Or we were Ketanim, we were under Bar Mitzvah. We were puzzled to give Edom. We were relatives, for example, and we weren't allowed to sign on the star anyway. They're believed, and therefore the star is not authenticated. It's not a valid star. However, if we have other Edom saying that this is these Edom signatures, or their Ksav is coming from a different place, then they're not believed to say, we were forced, we were Ketanim, we were Psula Edos. Now, just to clarify, what does that mean, Ksav Yad is coming from a different place? That means that Bezdin has a different star that these Edom signed on, and that star was already Bezdin approved and validated. That's called it has a henpeck on it. So we don't need these Edom anymore to tell us that this is their signatures because we already know it from a different source, therefore they're not believed. Now, Amrayim Racham, Racham, Racham says, Lai Shanu, this wasn't taught, referring to the Seif of the Mishnah. And the Seif of the Mishnah, we do not believe these Edom with their claim that they were Anusim. That's only if they say that we were forced because of financial issues, because of a monetary matter. And the reason why we don't believe them with such a claim is because it's called Ain Adamesim Atzmai Rasha. We don't believe a person to make himself a Rasha. And they're basically making themselves a Shayim by saying, We signed falsely on this document because of some sort of financial issue. Therefore, we can't believe them. If they say there was some sort of mortal issue over here, the person was threatening to kill us and he was able to kill us if we didn't sign on the Shtar, so then they are believed. But normally, Rava Rava says, Is that really so? Would we believe these Edem, even though they said, We have a problem. Once they related Edos, they're not able to relate another Edos, which is going to retract that first one. Now, this is a very important concept by Edos. When Edem relay their Edos, that's called Hagodas Edos. And they're not allowed to say another Edos regarding this case once they already said their piece. Once they already gave their Hagadis Edos, they're not allowed to give another one. Now, in the Risha, the Mishnah, the reason why the Edom are believed is because it's all the same Edos. In the same statement, they're saying, we wrote the Shtar, however we were forced to, or we wrote the Shtar, however we were Ketanim. But in the Seifa, it's considered like two separate Hagadis Edos. Since we already have a different source that these are their signatures, so it's already like they're giving Edos that this is their signature, so now when they're coming and giving another Edos, but we were forced to do it, that falls under the category of Kivin Shehegat, Shavayin Chazer Magad, and they shouldn't be believed. And Chitim, if you want to suggest, says Rav Hanimili, that the only time we say Kivin Shehegat, Shavayin Chazer Magad, that's only Alpeh, when they gave a verbal Edos, and then later on they tried to give another verbal Edos. But if their first quote unquote Edos is coming from a Shtar, so then we're not going to say that there's a Kivin Shehegat, Shavayin Chazer Magad problem over here. But don't say that because of Amr Shlakish, Shlakish says, If Edom signed on a Shtar, it's as if their Edos was checked out in Bezdin. So it's as if they're giving a verbal Edos in Bezdin, even though all we have is their signatures on a piece of paper. So once again, Rav is asking this question, how could we believe them to say, we were forced to sign on the Shtar, Machmas Nefashos, we have this issue of Kivin Shehegit Shavani Chaz Ramagid. So Gemara says, you write, Eloki Itmar, Aresha Itmar. If we have this memory, it was really stated on the Resha of the Mishnah, not on the Seif of the Mishnah. We said in the Resha of the Mishnah, Hare Ilun Emonim, that they are believed to say that they were forced to sign on the Shtar, and Amr Raimar Chama, Raimar Chama said, that was only taught, that's only if they said, we are forced under the penalty of death to sign. But if they say that we are forced because of some sort of monetary issue, then they're not believed. And my time, why not? That's because a person can't make himself a Russia. We don't believe them to say that we signed as Rishayim. We believe them to say that they signed, but we don't believe them that at that point in time they were Rishayim and they were signing when they weren't allowed to, and therefore we say that this star is a valid star. And on Arbana, we have a Bryce, which is very similar to the case of our Mishnah. Rameir says they are not Nema to Pasal their Edos. This is referring to the Rasha of our Mishnah. Once they come and say that we signed on the Shtar, the buck stops over there. They're not Nema to say, but we were Anusim, but we were Ktanim, but we were Psule Edos. Nevachamayim, they say Nemanim, they are believed. So, we analyze the Bryce. We understand the Rabbanon's Shita Kitamayu because we have this far already. Shapesh 
Asr, who They were the ones that created the Isr. Namely, they said, we signed on the Shtar. So therefore, they also have the ability to matter it. They're able to say, but we were Anusim, we were Ketanim, or we were Psule Eidos. El Rameir, my time, what's the reason Rameir? Why is Rameir say they're not believed? So even a Rameir, in part, we can understand. Bishlam Psule Eidos, we understand that when they say that they're Psule Eidos, we're not going to believe them because Malva Gufei, Me Ikara, Mechtam. The Malva, the lender himself, he checks into the Edim really well before they sign. And we have this Chazaka that the Malva is going to make sure that the Edim that signed are not Kroivim, they're not relatives, they're not Psule Eidos. And therefore, we don't believe these Edim when they say that we were Psule Eidos. And Ketanim Nami, even when they claim they were Ketanim, we also don't believe them over there. Why not? The are not going to sign on the star unless everyone involved are gedolim, unless they're over bar mitzvah. So again, we have this chazaka that it can't be that these edim signed as ketanim. That's why we don't believe them. They were ketanim. El anusim, aitaima. When they claim that they were anusim, why would we not believe them according to Amir? So Amir says the answer is because of Amir. Amir holds edim shamul hem chismu sheker of alta hargu. If edim were told sign falsely and then you won't be killed, yargu they should let themselves be killed va'ai chasmu sheker and they should not sign falsely. And by the fact that they're saying that we signed falsely under the penalty of death, they're making themselves into a shayim and we can't believe them. Now, Amalei Rav, Rav asked of Chizda, Hashta ilu luche. Now, if these Edom would have come to us to ask us a question, if they would have come and said, hey, we're being forced to sign on a shtar, and if we don't sign, we're going to be killed. What should we do? Amin Allah, we definitely would tell them, you should sign and don't be killed. Don't remember, because we know, there's nothing that stands in the way of Pikuach Nefesh, only these three big Averis, only by these three, if a person is being forced to have a desire, Gilai Rais, or Shvichas Damim, then he has to let himself be killed. But regarding signing falsely on a shtar, he doesn't have to let himself be killed. Hasha the Chasmu, now that they already signed on the shtar, Amrina Luhu, Amai Chasmisu, are we going to tell them, why'd you sign on the shtar? You should have been killed. Obviously not. So how could you say that we consider them Rashaim in this case? So, Ella, Tamar Zarmeir, Kedarav Hunam Rav. Rav Meir's reasoning is like Rav Hunam Bashem Rav. Dom Rav Hunam Rav, Maida Bashtar Shakasfu, Ain Tsarch Lakaimai. Once someone admits that he had written a shtar, we don't need to be Makaimit, we don't need to confirm it or authenticate it. The moment that he admits that he wrote the shtar, or over here in our case, that he signed the star, even though now he tries to follow up by saying, oh, it's puzzle, or I paid it back already, or some other taina, we don't pay attention to him. He had already admitted that he wrote the star, or that they signed the star. That's all we need, and we say that we're able to collect with the star. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up with this memory tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.